Welcome back to the Social Trap Podcast, where we get Christian Gen Z's view on culture in general. So today, we got my homie, the absolute boys, Mason Murphy. What's good, bro? What's going on, Max? Appreciate you coming on, dude. It's absolutely lit. Thank, thank you for having me here. Bro, absolutely no problem. Can't wait to run it. So today's topic, I was pacing in my room. I was like, "What's it?" because I didn't really know like fi- until like five minutes before Mason got here, what's this topic going to be today? I just go off the top. So the topic today is culture versus Christians, right? And so I was thinking on this. I was reading 2 Timothy. And one thing that really stood out to me about Christian versus culture is as Christians, by culture, we're going to be persecuted. We're going to be absolutely torn and picked apart by the world because guess who runs culture? Satan runs culture. Demons run culture. So therefore, we got to stand up as Christians to the culture. Like I see a lot of people are worshiping these celebrities, literally worshiping like American Idol. It's like all these people are idols. That's the best way to explain it. And so if we look at it from a perspective of a Christian, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, this person is famous, but culture is elevating them in a way that is taking away from God. And that's what culture does in general. And so any, in the Bible, Jesus says, anything exalted, any anything that is exalted before man is an abomination to God. So if we're going to look at all these celebrities, all these really famous people as kind of our idols, as people we look up to, guess what? These people are going to be face down before God and begging for mercy in the last days. So honestly, just keep that in mind as Christians. That's something that we always have to look at, always have to keep in mind as we're running through culture. And so I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Mason, but that was just kind of my starting out monologue into this episode, bro. I feel like you definitely gave a great overview of that. Uh, Thank you. I would say I definitely agree with you, and I really like the real intimate, like how well in depth you are in your faith by using quotes in the Bible and stuff, and just making sure to say that culture is the thing that runs down Christianity. Because I definitely, I've definitely seen a lot of that, especially coming from a public school, is that just like so many random things that distract people from God that can make it like almost an abomination. Like yeah. you were a Christian in a public school, you were either made fun of. Or you were just outcasted as like the Christian group or whatever yeah. you call it. And that's that's promised. Like that is a promised thing that's going to happen in culture, in as Christians in general. Like we are guaranteed, listen, bad things will happen to you. As And sometimes God will let it happen because listen, a lot of people don't take in mind and keep in mind, remember that throughout their day as Christians, if we're really strong in our faith, it's a war zone. That's what it is. I talked on spiritual warfare uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's before this. I know that uh, with Steve Hemphill, it was a two-part series. He talked about spiritual warfare, especially how Satan works in culture. And a lot of it was, it was obviously everything we're seeing today. And so Paul promises in 2 Timothy 2, like, and 3 and 4, we're promised to be persecuted. Like, that is a fact. So if you're not comfortable being an outcast, you're not comfortable being made fun of for your faith or anything of the sort, you need to reevaluate your faith and you need to reevaluate the way you're living your life on a daily basis, I believe. And even like with, see us as dudes, I can't really speak on us like worshiping celebrities except for a couple dudes. Like we look at Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, yeah. Top G. Yeah, top G. He's like, a lot of people don't realize like, okay, listen, here's the thing. That dude, I know he's benefited a lot of young men for sure. But a lot of people worship in a worship people like him in a way where it's like he's gonna be face down before God on his knees. 
like begging for mercy regardless of anything. And I don't know where he is in his faith. I don't really know why we're extending on talking about him for this long. This is my fault. But I just wanted to use him as an example of like, yo, this guy among many others, among really everybody are going to be on their face before God begging for begging to enter the gates of heaven. And whether God allows that mercy or not is completely up to him. But like, I can't speak on that. I, I'm not God, obviously. But um, even with girls, a lot of the way they look at celebrities, they're like, oh, they're so pretty. I want to be like them. I want to look like them. I want to do all this. And that's Satan's biggest thing in culture is us wanting to be like people who are really of the world, for sure. Like yeah. people who represent culture and people who represent the world in a big way. So I don't know what you thought about that. I'd say, I liked your example with Andrew Tate, but I'd also say like a lot in the fitness community about like how girls have the same problem with looking up to an older guy or like an, another girl is they want to replicate that body image and comes with a lot of vanity, I feel like, because there's a lot of people that just work out so they can look good, so they can look good with a shirt off, so they can get girls with it. Like, like they're not looking at that on the outside. They're looking what's inside you. So this, I feel like that brings a lot of vanity, and it kind of also brings just a lot of bad things in the world, like a lot of self-judgment and a lot of anger, and just a way to like kind of process it out through a way that's not healthy for someone. I'm not saying the gym's not healthy, because I go to the gym myself. Yeah. I love doing it. I go to the gym too. Don't play with me. <laughs> I love doing it. It's definitely a release from things, but when it becomes for the wrong reasons, I feel like it's just unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And insecurity is the biggest way that we're left vulnerable, especially as young people and as Christians at the same time, we are left vulnerable to insecurity based on like, oh, if I'm going to be an outcast, like like you said in public school and stuff like that, like it's we have to accept that, that we're genuinely different and we're we're called to live apart. And the insecurity, how to, honestly, I'm just going to say it. If you want to fix your insecurity, you have to look at life as you're in the audience of one. So if you're pleasing, if you know flat out and you focus on pleasing God, not only God, but all of heaven and everybody that's super powerful, like all powerful being, or God's the only all powerful being, but like people with, that are up there with God, like when one sinner repents, all all of heaven rejoices. That's what the Bible says. And so I look at it as if I'm pleasing God and I'm looking up, there's a much bigger crowd than who's trying to criticize me in a much more powerful and glorious place with God. And so I'm like, listen, if people on earth have something to say, that's fine. But if it, if I'm pleasing God, there's absolutely nothing that's going to make that, that's going to stop me from doing it because I, yeah. I know what's at stake, mm -hmm. you know? What's at stake is our eternal life. And so if you care about what a few people think based on your insecurity, then you're going to let that put your eternal life at risk. And that's just what it is. Like, I, I really despise all these like prosperity gospels where like, it's like live your life and trust God and it's all going to be good because it's not like that's promised. It's not going to be all good because Satan runs culture and culture, the more you're against it, it's going to attack you. The more you're with God, culture is going to absolutely try and take you out through other people's judgments, through the internet's judgment, through anything like the fact that we're sitting right here, we're putting ourselves at risk of that judgment that the enemy wants to throw at us. And even if you're looking, like going back to the insecurity to wrap this, seg this little tangent up, is like, yo, if you're struggling with insecurity, you need to reevaluate who your audience is. Because my audience personally is God and all of heaven. And when you're living for that, they're all behind you. Like they all fight for you here on earth against that darkness. And so 
just, I guess, be mindful of why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for and know what the Bible says about your reward that will be built up in heaven and is infinitely better than on earth if you just don't care about what people think. So I don't know what you thought about that, but you can go off that. I'd say that's that's a really deep thing, especially because I come from a lot of insecurity. I feel um, throughout middle school, I was or like early age of my life, I was bullied a lot because I was like an overweight kid. I did not fit in. I had like the side part cut and glasses and all that. So I did not fit in. And I definitely would consider my myself an outsider because like bullying tore my soul up in a way that I feel like only God could help me. Yeah. And that's why I thought was so impactful about that who's your audience kind of question. Because yeah. I'd feel like whenever I did start to like lean out and get into the gym more and just try to better myself, I feel like I was doing it for the wrong purposes. Yeah. I feel like, because I didn't really grow up in a very Christian environment, I'll say that. Yeah. But um, I feel like I was doing it just for the approval of others. Yeah. And one big thing is that my coaches talk a lot about is that we're not doing anything for the approval of man. We're doing it for God. And I feel like that's a huge thing, especially that I've come to learn, especially going into my life and coming into a Christian private school. It's just been real eye opening about what my insecurity has caused me and how I can better myself from that. Yeah. And it, no, it's definitely good to get in the gym, like regardless, but, um, like God, Bro, the only thing that God wants to do in situations like that is for you to come to him and he wants to cleanse you of all of that insecurity. He wants to break that off of you because there's spirits of intimidation. There's spirits of insecurity. Listen, these things, there as a especially as a Christian and as somebody that fights for God, there is absolutely no such thing as just a bad day or just a bad attitude. Like we talked about this in the, a couple podcast or a podcast ago or something. I don't know when it came out again, but with Steve Hemphill, Everything that you hear of your voice that's negative, anything that's bad, that is a work of the enemy. He works a lot harder than we're giving him credit for. And all that insecurity and all of that stuff isn't from, one, it's not us. Like, also, if people are bullying you and you're truly like, okay, I am living for God, that is just a, one, God may allow it to happen because he wants to test your faith and he wants to put you through tutorials before he can throw you into the final boss in the war zone. But like, Dude, all those insecurities, all that bullying and stuff, like it's from the enemy. And a lot of it is a test as well to see like how far we can go. But it's really inspiring to me how you went through that. And then you also, and you didn't grow up in a Christian household, but you still like had your face stand strong. So I really respect that, bro. Yeah. A lot of like my past is not growing up in a, it, it wasn't necessarily like a non Christian household. My parents were very Christian and they grew up in the church as well. But I feel like the way just my parents raised me is that they wanted me to figure it out on my own because I feel like a lot of Christianity nowadays, especially like coming into this school and seeing what's going on, a lot of it is just Christianity because you were born into it. Like you go to church every Sunday, you get there and you just do this. It almost feels like a chore. Yeah. And I feel like I was raised in a way where I was able to have my own personal relationship with Jesus. And one of my young life leaders who was like a really big impact on my faith. He said like, treat Jesus like he's your best friend because having him up as like an authority figure, that's, that's not healthy because all you're doing is just trying to please him and try to be perfect when you know you can't. And you feel like he's this police watching you and this guy like, Oh, can't do that. Oh, can't do that. 
Like, yeah. it's not like that. It's that, hey, you shouldn't do this. Let me help you through it. Yeah. Like a best friend should. And he wants, Jesus wants nothing more than to have a personal one-on-one relationship with you. And I feel like that's something that's really impacted me because sometimes all you need is just that one friend that's going to be there for you 24-7. Yeah. And a lot of people as well, the culture has done a great job of watering down Jesus. Yeah. And they've made it, they don't care if you believe in God. They don't care if you believe in Jesus. Because listen, demons believe in Jesus. Satan believes that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He knows that. He know, Like all of them know. But... They've watered it down. They've watered it down in such a way, where now pe- culture and people are able to look at God and say, "Oh yeah, um, that's funny," or something like that. When it's like, bro, God, it's, it's true. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> true. And God, like, dude, people don't understand the power of God. Like, they don't. And so, if you if you really understand the power of God and you understand the love of God as well, that'll keep you in a way where you are you're close with Him like a best friend. And then you fear him in a way where you don't practice lawlessness in a lot of ways. So like, for example, in Matthew 7, yeah, Matthew 7, Jesus said, a lot of people will come to me and proclaim my name. Lord, Lord, do we not cast out demons in your name? Do we not profess your name? All of of this stuff, prophesy in your name, all this stuff. And he'll say, depart from, or he'll say, "Um, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And so a lot of people don't realize that. And a lot of people think like, oh yeah, um, Jesus forgave me of every single one of my sins and it's all good because Jesus is just like my homie. It's like hundred percent. Jesus is, we need to treat him as our best friend. We also need to revere him as our, as our heavenly father, you know? And so that's just how you genuinely keep a hat, like a great healthy relationship with God is saying, I don't understand why he is all powerful, all almighty and he literally has authority over every single thing created in the universe and he still wants to be close with me. Mm-hmm. That's something one will never understand. Like that is just an impossible concept to grasp because like, it doesn't make sense how good he is. Like he's so good, bro. And he wants to be so close with us. But if we're gonna be saved and we believe in him and believing in those days when Paul wrote, um, you have to believe in your heart and confess your mouth, believing meant I, believe, I know this to be true, therefore I'm gonna live that out. That's what believing meant in those days. So it's like, bro, you have that relationship with God and Satan wants to separate you from him. And a lot of times, if you want to have a relationship with God, what Satan will do is he'll manipulate the word and say, listen, you can sin all you want. He'll say that. He'll be like, you can sin all you want. And and culture does that as well. It's like, oh, you can do all this stuff. Like, look at us. We're doing this. Like, they do a great job of that. And But those things separate us from God. And even Satan, when he was tempting Jesus, he twisted the word. Like, he presented the word of God because he knew Jesus was going to use it and he and he twisted it and he'll do that a lot with us is he'll confuse us on what the word of God really says but God's not the author of confusion so if you're genuinely reading the word of God and you're confused you need to know that that's that's a spirit of deception a spirit of confusion that is from the enemy and knowing that knowing that it is from the enemy you have to call that out and you have to really see Jesus even more especially in in culture nowadays and super important you know yeah i do i also see like a lot in the media like they recognize the existence of satan they also recognize the existence of demons but how are you going to still ignore jesus when you can't have one without the other yeah you know what i mean and there's a lot of people that like like i like what you said like look at me i'm doing this i feel like a lot of that's tied to celebrities too yeah because there's a bunch of rappers there's a bunch of 
singers and on like actors that are like just going around doing drugs and having meaningless sex with a bunch of other people. Yeah. And they're like, I'm doing it. I'm an idol figure. You should do it too. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so just, yeah. go on. Yeah. Are you going to go on with that? No, nah, you got it. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that was like even going back to our celebrity example, like the enemy and the dark, the darkness uses the, and culture in general, because culture is demonic. They use people that are influential to confuse us. Yeah. Like they use people to, yeah, it's exactly what you were saying with the rappers. The rappers are like, oh yeah, I get money, do drugs, pop, pop Zannies. It's like, okay, bro, why? You're going to die. Like, what's the point, dude? And a lot of people are just like, I'm like, why do you do this, bro? Like, why? And they're like, because uh, it's fun. I want to. And it's like, no, it's not, dude. You just feel like crap and you're never fulfilled in the first place. Yeah. And it's like, those things are going to kill you. But because culture has put such a yellow, such a red ribbon on it. And they're like, oh, this is so good. You're like, oh, well, then it must be. Because especially when you're not insanely grounded in your faith, it's so hard to fight against what you're being told every day. And like Satan is the prince of this world. So he runs it. He runs culture. He runs everything we see on a daily basis, except for the word of God. And so if you're consuming all these things, your spirit and your mind is going to begin to operate in a way that he intends to. Yeah. And instead of what God intends you to, to operate on. So what I would say also is like, make sure you watch out for who you're being influenced by. And you may not even realize who you're being influenced by. But I would really pay a lot of attention to who you're paying attention. Mark 4.24 says, pay, pay attention to what you what you hear. And so if we're listening to these people that are culture, then we're going to have a twisted and distorted view on faith. And we're going to have a twisted, distorted view on our own lives. And what we're called to do in general is going to become more watered down. Jesus is going to become more watered down. It's going to become a joke. Like Jesus has become a joke in culture. Yeah. And that's what's so bad, dude. It's like people see God as just like, oh, uh, yeah, it's it's like it's it's cool. Yeah, Jesus is cool. I don't really know him though. They don't make it a priority because culture twists it in a way where you don't have to be, you know. Which that's not the word. That's like not the word of God. That's not what God teaches at all. It's not what Jesus teaches at all. So, yeah, we we just really need to be careful on who we're paying our attention to, who we're listening to, because Satan can use anybody. Yeah, you know. And I agree. Nah, yeah, I mean, just. It's really important to understand where we're getting our information, who we're listening to, what we enjoy is really important too. We need to watch out for what we enjoy with these cheap dopamine hits, like cultures weaponized dopamine with, you know, TikTok, Instagram, all this stuff that wants to take your eyes off of God. Like that's what culture is. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't incorporate faith as like a the big part of their lives when that is what the world runs on. The world runs on the spiritual warfare aspect of everything. So everything is a battle. It, life is a war zone. Uh, for Christ, and we need, we really need to boss up and get it, get into it more than a lot of cult, a lot of kids our age are, and that's why I love these conversations is because I get to understand, and everybody listening to this gets to understand like, oh, this is how kids, some kids actually view the world. Gen Z isn't just a bunch of idiots, you know, yeah. because we have some smart people. We have a lot of idiots, but we have a we have some we have some good things to say. So even with adults listening to this, I would say listen to your kids, listen to what younger people have to say because they're in the next generation if you want, truly want to get a real understanding of the next generation and what the world's going to come to be like listen to your kids because a lot of things that you see on the internet with kids are fake and a lot of it isn't who we really are you just see the worst in it and so listen i'm not saying we're good all all the time because like we're just like any other generation we have our messed up parts but god's using us 
like flat out God's using our generation to work. And so really pay attention to that so you can understand um, what is really happening in the world, not just on your phone, not just on the news, but in person as well. Um, talk to your kids, talk to the next generation, really listen to them and figure out a way to help us out because like Jesus wants, a, Jesus wants us to form a community. And so that's what we really need to do. That's what we need to focus on. But if you're in our generation, focus, like talk to other kids, be in a community, talk to older people, talk, like talk to a diverse amount of people and a different, all these different demographics. You can truly get an understanding on different, different cultures and how God can use anybody to change the world. So anything you got to say, bro? I would say, um, I love that back what I was saying earlier, like, I love that I was grown and raised into my own faith. I yeah. feel like my personal relationship has also exposed me to a lot of the things that the world has to offer yeah. and how I can just look at them now and laugh because I feel like a lot of people, like, especially a lot of people like school and stuff, they'll like use your phones and use technology as like, oh, it's bad. It's the devil. It's all that, like all social media and stuff. I'm like, I look at it. I see this like, I can just use this. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be something super bad. Exactly. Like I use Snapchat for communication. I use TikTok to just look at it for a little bit. I, like I don't have like 50 hours on my screen a week. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I definitely realize I sense a problem. I see a problem. I 100% yeah. don't deny that. But I also feel like it's so avoidable. Yeah. Like it really is. 100%. Like it's not hard just to like look at the problem you have in front of you. And especially with like technology, like I don't know why people complicate it so much. Like yeah. it's, it's right there. If it's a problem, delete it. Yeah. Like you will be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, bro. That's so facts. That's just so practical, it but is. it's something it's just, that I guarantee if you listen to that, your life will be so much different. I know. Your life will be so much different if you just listen to that advice. Like yeah. I'm telling you kids have banger advice. Like we just, have, we, <laughs> we say banger quotes and like we drop, we drop heat. And so. I guarantee there's going to be people that watch this and be like, Oh, you don't know what's going on with this. You yeah. Don't know what's going on. No, like, 100%. no, I promise you, I know. Yeah. Like I've seen every video. I'm like, oh, social media is bad, all this. Yeah. And I still laugh at those. Like, yeah, I still exactly. think it's like, okay, you're taking this to an extreme and the other side is also taking it to an extreme. Yeah, exactly. Why don't it's we just, just meet? Like, why don't we just meet in the middle and try and figure something out? Exactly. But yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of it's changing our perspective based on the narrative as well. Like, yeah. bro, just let's just figure it out. I don't get, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to listen to them. They're stupid. Like, okay, Biden's stupid. All these politicians are perverted and stupid. But maybe, maybe this is unrealistic. But maybe we can, we can even figure something out. I get it. There's a lot more factors than that. And there's a lot more factors in the politics and the people that run the world and everything. But I'm saying, listen, it is possible to come to an agreement. And we can all unite on something. Even if people, even if they're really messed up and twisted, and there's a lot of darkness in politics and the people that run the world. So maybe that's not realistic, but I'm, I'm, that's just an example. That's just chill out. That's just an example. <laughs> so let's, let's yeah. all try and figure something out. Let's try and fight culture together. Let's try and change culture, start a revolution for Christ and let's change the world. So thank you for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe. Thank you for watching all the way. Uh, a lot of more podcasts on topics like this are coming. So stay tuned for that. Donate on the link in Spotify. Support this podcast. Click the link. Give monthly one, five, or ten dollars. Do it up, bro. And so uh, appreciate y'all watching. Uh, stay prayerful. Stay lit. You already know what it is. But watch the watch the rest of the podcast. Stay stay on it. So let's go. Um, stay tuned for more content. Love y'all.
Peace.